Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me do this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they became them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today my guest is Emma Ballard, who is the editor at Women in Golf. Emma has spent her career working in the golf industry and is passionate about getting more women and girls to take up golf, as we are at Reach, of course. Thanks for joining me today, Emma. Can we start by you telling us all why golf? Where did it start? Well, it's very nice to be here today. Thank you for inviting me. Um, Basically, why golf? Well, if I'm honest with you, I just grew up in a golfing family. So my dad is a big fan big fanatic when it comes to golf and I started playing golf when I was 10 and the rest is really history to be honest it's just always been part of my life and um, we may touch on it a bit later but it's sort of it really sort of became the part of the part of the reason why I'm working in the industry today so it's just always been there I don't know anything else apart from golf and watching golf and playing golf if you know what I mean. And why do you think your fam, you and your parents, what do you think you love so much about it? What what makes you want to work so badly in the industry? Um, I think it's just I just love the sport. Um, I'm not necessarily a very good golfer. And I think a lot of people will um, sort of agree with that. So you don't necessarily have to be a good golfer to really enjoy it. Um, and I think it for me, it's just such a. Well, the sport itself is so great when I can go out and play with my dad or my brother. Well, I don't really like playing with my brother, to be honest. He's a bit of a pain. But um, but yeah, so playing with my dad is one of the best things. And it's it's the fact that you can go out with your entire family and play. And I think a lot of people always look at that. And then from a work perspective, when you really are like I've always loved sport in, as a whole, not just golf. Um, yeah, When you get to work in the sports industry, it's just yeah, working in a, an industry you're passionate about is really, really rewarding I would say definitely so you said that you um you were you were interested in golf at say 10 so you would have been at school but even though you were passionate about golf did you know what you actually wanted to be career-wise no not when I was at school at all in fact I don't think I really knew till I got into sort of when I was a bit older but when I was at school um as I say I was quite sporty so I used to be in all the sports teams and playing as many things netball hockey swimming athletics everything um and so obviously golf was a sideline thing that I did at the weekends and things um so when I was about 12 I thought you know the only thing I could do in in sport was to be a PE teacher because that's all I could see at school I was a PE teacher so that was sport I like that so for quite a number of years I aimed at the idea of being a PE teacher and it wasn't until I was about 17 when I actually had to decide what I was going to do at university or if I wanted to go to university, I realised there was a much bigger and obviously I knew there was a much bigger world there, you know, in, in whether it be coaching or whether it be um, in other sort of areas, whether it be physiotherapy or that side of things. Lots of different aspects that, that went with sport. Um, and I, I had also obviously realised by that point that I wasn't ever going to be good enough to be you know, an elite athlete myself. So I had to look at different options that might be there in a in a background in or a supportive way within the sports industry so yeah, I think it wasn't till I was probably looking at my university degrees that I suddenly decided that there was more to sport but I definitely always sport was my thing from from about 12 definitely I wanted to do that. I know you weren't to Bournemouth University but how important do you think it actually is to go to university? Um, well I went to Bournemouth University 
I'd hate to say it quite a long time ago now, so about um, 17 or 18 years ago. Um, but it's probably changing now. I think when you look at things, there seems to be much more emphasis on apprenticeships and things like that and getting work experience. But for me, um, at Bournemouth University, it offered me the opportunity to do a degree called Sports Development and Coaching Sciences. Um, and that was really interesting. And it was a really um, broad area of the topics that they covered that I was able to learn about. Um, the only thing I would say is looking back on it, if someone was really interested in working in the sports industry or any any part of sports, that unless you're wanting to do something specialised, maybe if you do want to go to university, um, it might be better to look at a wider picture. So maybe doing a business type degree or a marketing type degree as a as a as a big general one and then specialising in sport um, afterwards. But for me, because I did the degree I did and um, within that was a work placement year in my third year, that's where it kickstarted my my time in the golf industry. So I did a work placement with a, a marketing agency and, and really the, the rest is history. So for me, it worked out perfectly. But obviously, university doesn't have to be the only way to go. Um, well, obviously, golf has been hit by COVID pretty bad with clubs only just reopening. But how have you had to deal with the COVID-19 issues? Well, from a business perspective, um, I've actually just changed jobs. So this is a new one. So I'm not having to deal with COVID so much now. But in my old job, um, I was working for a marketing agency. Um, and obviously, that sort of area is where you're promoting golf clubs and and products and businesses and things like that so um that was that was hit reasonably badly but only for probably for more of a shorter period of time just because golf was one of those sports that got to come back sooner the sooner than others so it it was difficult and difficult times around that but i think hopefully because a lot of more people are playing golf now that the golf clubs and things will build upon that and then we'll hopefully see a much stronger golf industry going forward when we look at social media, though, which I know plays a huge part in your job and it's a big impact in most of our lives, what advice would you give girls, say, my age about how to use it and not to use it? Well, you're probably not going to like me too much because I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a person that's quite a stickler for rules. So I'm not a big fan of, of children using social media as such. So I've got two girls who are 10 and 8. And they really enjoy looking at YouTube and, and stuff like that. And no matter how hard I try, they won't use the kids YouTube. They want to use the regular YouTube. I get that. So I think I think the best way is to be sensible. Um, so I probably wouldn't let them, for example, have their own account until they are 13, which is the age it says for a lot of social media accounts for, for Instagram and, and things yeah. like that. But if you are going to use them and if you do use them, I think you just need to be really sensible, um, you know, understand that not everything you see on there is is real necessarily um, and that you that you that you're safe. And I think that, that you guys cover that sort of thing at school anyway, to be safe on the Internet. Um, so I think it, it can be a little con all consuming and stuff. But then equally on the flip side, it's a great way of meeting people, talking to people, getting inspired by other people and what they do. So there are some really good positives about it. But when you're younger, um, I think you just have to be really careful in the way you use it, because there are just so, so many things out there that can that aren't so nice. And I, I would hate for anyone to get upset about it. Um, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but what's your last job 
um, being the director of Digital Mediate. Yes, that's right. Tell me a couple of your favourite parts of being in that job. Well, I think the main thing is that I got to do quite a lot of social media in that. Um, but with that meant I got to do quite a bit of sort of graphic design and things like things around that sort of thing. So being I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a very sort of artistic person, but it was quite fun to be able to make graphics and, and make them you know, moving graphics and, and doing videos and things like that. Um, I think the other part of it um, was the varied nature of it. So in an agency, um, you have lots of different clients. So you don't just have you don't just work for one person. You work for lots of different people and lots of different brands and things. So one minute I might be talking about a golf bag and the next minute I'm talking about a sustainable bamboo golf tee. Um, so what that's what I really enjoyed about it was the fact it was always something different and, and no two days were the same. What inspired you, if anything at all, to start the PGA campaign, hashtag we love golf? Well, that's actually not a campaign that runs anymore, but it was one that we ran back in about 2018. Um, and that was a joint um, sort of campaign that was put together with with well, my colleague came up with it at Mediate. Um, and the idea behind that was just to really have a campaign that would inspire other women to get into golf. Um, but it was run with the PGA. And um, unfortunately, after a couple of years, they weren't able to run it anymore. But it was really it was really good at the time because we were able to make content around all sorts of things to do with golf to try and show that golf isn't necessarily what you think it is. It isn't so sort of you know really stuffy and and just for old people. So that was quite nice to do. Um, I don't know about you, but I would normally think about golf as quite a male dominated sport. Um and I know that the world of sport is quite male dominated. Thankfully, it is getting better. But do you think that we need starting? We need to start getting more girls and more women into the most male dominated sports like golf, rugby, football. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely a drive forward in that. So in golf in particular, um, I don't know that eleven whether you've heard of it, but they've got the the RNA have got the Women in Golf Charter which is, you know, a very much a big step forward to try and drive change within golf and get more women playing and also working in the industry. Um, I think there's been a really big movement recently to bring more women together and hopefully by bringing women together within sport as a whole to then show, show to young people like yourself that there are roles within sport that you can do that aren't necessarily being an athlete or being a coach or something like that there are lots and lots of roles whether it be a website designer or um you know um i'm trying to think of some other roles that i've come across but you know whether it be working performance or all sorts of different things that are out there that by elevating women and putting women you know showing that sharing their stories i think gives you a bit more of an idea of of what's out there and then the, the more you you as a younger person see the more you realize that there's actually opportunities for you there well the world is changing so much and so quickly what do you think work for women might look like in 10 years time well, i'd hope to see see a lot more women working in sport in particular because that's my area but i think it i think it will change i don't know whether it will change as quickly as you hope so you'd like to say in 10 years time you know more than 30% or 40% of the workforce in golf is going to be women. I, I, I would think that's maybe not going to be like that. But hopefully 
we will see quite a big change. We're already seeing changes in the last couple of years. As I say, you're, you're seeing more women more bit more visible, so you can see more see them more in different roles. Um, so I'd love to say it was going to be a massive change. Maybe I'm a bit more of a pessimist, so I'm not sure that it's going to be really really huge. But I think there is definitely a drive forward, and people are keen to to make sure that there there are changes. So I do think it will be very different, but just maybe not. You're not looking at 50-50. It's not going to be 50-50 in 10 years' time, I wouldn't say. Well, what tips would you give girls, say, my age, when they start to think about their careers and their future? I think at your age, you need to look at initially what what you what you enjoy and what you find excites you. Um, maybe I was just lucky um, with the sport thing. That was something that I really enjoyed and really wanted to do. Um, I don't know whether it be a vet or if it's animals or something like that. So I think if you have something to work towards, it really helps you with choosing what subjects you might do when you're slightly older, when you're doing, um, you know, GCSEs or BTECs or, or whatever other qualifications are there when you're older. So I think I think the main thing is just to think about what what excites you, because if you do something for the sake of it, you're just it's not going to be very fulfilling. You need to do something that you really enjoy. Um, before we go, and I know I shouldn't ask you this, but who is your favourite golfer? And do you think there's a young female golfer that we should keep an eye out for in the future? Well, I have a couple of favourite golfers. Um, so when I was younger, and she's still, to be honest, I think she's about the same age as me, so she's not that younger than me. But when I was younger, I definitely liked Paula Creamer, who was also known, who was also known as the Pink Panther. So she's really cool, but she doesn't play as much anymore. But my probably my favourite golfer at the moment is Mel Reed. Um, I think she's fantastic, and I'm a big, big supporter of her when I see her playing on the LPGA Tour. Um, and then coming from um, a golfer to look out for. I think it, I think it's going to be from Ireland, actually, would be my prediction on that one. So there's a golfer that's turned pro in the last couple of years called Leonie Maguire. So I think she's one to look out for. And then um, there's also Olivia Mahefi, who just came, I think it was third, if I remember rightly, in the um, Augusta National Women's Amateur uh, in, at, the, at, at Augusta. And so um, she's probably going to turn professional soon. So I think those are two Irish golfers that are definitely worth looking out for. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Emma. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their careers. Keep listening to the next generation to the Reach Next Generation podcast as I talk to many more brilliant women. Thank you to our sponsors, Haynes Watts and Levi Strauss, for their amazing support.